0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Fit RX. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Hope everyone is doing well in this uh, kind of crazy times that we're having right now. So we have a very, uh, what I think is going to be a fun topic today and educational for me, as I don't know a lot about this. So when you know somebody maybe gets sick and they're not doing well, you start looking for things that can make them better. And usually the top thing that people are going to go to is donkey milk. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: uh, So that's what we're going to talk about today is donkey milk and the health benefits of donkey milk. So my guest is Sandra Trawick, um, who runs and owns Dolce de Donkey and Oklahoma donkey dairy Hee Haw for Health. I'll let her tell you more about all this. And so we're going to find out how in the world she discovered donkey milk um, and about some of the health benefits and just about how we can just find out more information. So excited about that. So Sandra, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. I noticed that most of your guests all have initials after their name. So thanks for inviting a common donkey milker.
0: <laughs> no, I think I think this is great. Like I said, something different, and I'm always looking for things that can make us healthier. And I'm certainly open to things outside the box. And as my listeners know, um, you know, more traditional medicine has not really served us that well. So uh, I'm, I'm always looking for you know new things that can just make us healthier. So uh, I guess you know, first question is, tell us a little bit about you and how in the world you discovered donkey milk. Cause like I said, you know, trying to be funny in the intro, you know, that's not something people think of, Oh, I'm just going to try donkey milk. <laughs> right. So, so tell yeah. us just kind of how all this got started and just a little bit about you and, and your story.
1: Well, seven years ago um, we had no intention of milking donkeys. Um, my background is actually in interior design and my husband is a builder. He did a lot of hospital construction And, um, everything was going along great, you know, had the family, two kids, everything's fine. And I was the natural mom. I didn't do antibiotics. I didn't do all the stuff that everybody did. I was, you know, ground my own wheat flour. I was on the crunchy side. And one day our daughter woke up and it was like a switch head flipped. Um, literally overnight we had OCD, separation anxiety, extreme hallucinations, loss of the ability to do all the, the things that she was doing before, creativity, um, comprehension. And we're talking about literally overnight, all of these symptoms came up. And how old was
0: she at this time?
1: She was six. Six, okay. six years old. Totally neurotypical. Everything was wonderful. Totally fine. And we had absolutely no fever, no symptoms, nothing that would say something is going all, all wrong physically. Um, thankfully, we were one of the few that got diagnosed correctly early on with she had strep throat, even though she had no symptoms of strep throat, she had a raging case of strep throat. And for a lot of kids, it can be triggered by strep. For some kids, it can be triggered by um, the flu, I've heard of kids being triggered by the flu shot or a flu mist or um, other vaccinations have triggered their immune systems to then go into this attack on their brain. So it's for her, it was PANDAS pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders associated with strep. Um, now they're kind of trying to reassociate that with just calling it autoimmune encephalitis. Now that COVID has come on the ball game, people are familiar with a virus causing neuroinflammation when your immune system attacks your brain. But at the time, most doctors, a lot of doctors actually thought that this was not real. It couldn't be happening. And they would typically just medicate the symptoms. So I was calling the National Institute of Mental Health and, you know, begging for somebody to help us. And they said... Well, our best guess is antibiotics every day until she's 18 or 21 or IVIG treatments. Well, (laughs) IVIG treatments were not covered by insurance and they were saying you're gonna need these probably every month. They're $10,000 a pop (laughs) Uh, and antibiotics every day until she's 18 when she's six years old. I knew enough about gut health (laughs) that destroying her gut microbiome was not an option for us. So we did do antibiotics to clear the initial round of strep and I'm not opposed to doing antibiotics when they're necessary. Um, I'm obviously not a doctor, not medical advice, all of that. But um, we just, I figured if if the doctors are guessing at this point, we can guess too. (laughs) So I started researching on my own and actually did a lot of research that led me to what the autism parents were doing. And the autism parents have been at it a lot longer, the people that are trying to recover their kids from autism. So a lot of them, it was under sort of the same umbrella, the neuroinflammation umbrella, which covers a lot of what so many kids are dealing with right now. It's neuroinflammation. Well, your gut and your brain are very connected. So um, we did everything. I mean, I was, we were throwing everything, but the kitchen sink at it from the antibiotics, homeopathy, I mean, herbs, um, everything. And we did the paleo diet. We're lowering inflammation, um, doing everything we can to try to get her back to baseline. And, um, in the process, I discovered camel milk and a naturopath was recommending that for kids with autism. So we tried camel milk and that did seem to be beneficial, but she still wasn't hundred percent. And we actually went to a camel farm looking at getting a camel because, you know, you need to, if this is helping your kid, you'll do anything and had a crazy experience at a camel farm. Turns out they're really dangerous animals. And so I called this naturopath said, Hey, can we milk something smaller? Like an alpaca. And she said, well, why don't you try donkey milk? Some kids do better on donkey milk. So I was like, okay. And we gave her the first dose of donkey milk. It had been about three months since onset within an hour of the first dose of donkey milk. She said, I love you, daddy to my husband for the first time. And it had been three months. So got on the phone with my mom, same thing. I love you, grandma. And she hadn't been able to do that for three months. So at that point we're like, okay, what do we need to do? We're going to, we're going to milk donkeys. (laughs) And it's shocking. And I'll tell this to researchers and gut microbiologists sitting there chatting with them, telling them, look, we literally hear this over and over again. It can be, and by a dose, it can be anywhere from a tablespoon to a half a cup. My daughter is now drink a half a cup in the morning and a half a cup at night. Some kids cannot tolerate that much. They have, and adults, they'll have to start at a very, very, very small dose in order to avoid a Herxheimer reaction. We don't, a lot of us don't detox well. And so if it kills off a lot of bad bacteria as you know, I, I always say it's kind of like a smart antibiotic. So it's got good probiotics. It's not going to just blanket wipe out your gut. It's going to help balance the gut microbiota. Um, it's anti-inflammatory um, and it helps modulate the immune system. So when you have autoimmune disease, I know you know this and your guests probably know this, but with the autoimmune disease, your immune system is going haywire and attacking things it shouldn't. So we want to modulate the immune system. So that's one of, it has really high license content. It's actually the closest to human breast milk of any milk. Um, and it's really well known in other countries. And here, um, we've heard every joke there is, <laughs> and that's great. I don't, you can, you can throw all the jokes at us, but if it's helping kids and it's helping adults, it really doesn't matter. You know,
0: interesting. So, so at the time you obviously noticed a benefit, at, but you didn't have donkeys. You know right. then and so where where were you getting this donkey milk from
1: well we were getting it illegally <laughs> it's actually illegal to ship raw milk of any kind across state lines which is one reason we will not ship our milk we um we decided from the beginning you know we want to be able to help everyone but we want to share our story publicly and if we're doing something illegal we won't be able to share our story and help bring awareness to this disease and bring awareness to donkey milk. So um, we will not ship our raw milk. We do import now freeze-dried organic donkey milk from the Azores Islands in Portugal, and that is having great results and we can ship it anywhere in the United States. Um, We have people that actually fly here from Chicago and all across the United States. They get a cooler and they pack that cooler full of donkey milk because we freeze it in glass jars because not a fan of BPA and all the toxins and plastics. Um, So we freeze it in glass jars. And we had one guy comes and gets a full cooler full of milk, takes it back and gives it to kids. I believe he was from the Middle East and he drank the donkey milk as a kid. He said, all these kids in my community are sick and they all have these lung conditions. I drank it for my lung conditions when I was a kid and he takes it back and gives it to the kids in his community. So, I mean, we've gotten to meet some really incredible people. And in other cultures, um, you know, they'll call us and tell us, I mean, we just had a lady, they got the milk. She actually had gotten the COVID shot and she has had a cough since then. And so she was contacting her, at the university in Iran and the doctors there said, well, you need to get donkey milk. <laughs> and so from Iran, they recommended she come to our farm and get donkey milk. And wow. since she's been taking the donkey milk, she told us, well, anecdotally, her cough is 95% gone. So we have to be very careful in the United States. You know, We have, we're not doctors and we're not making claims, but there is research to back up so much of this. And that's the great thing about it. And we have all these anecdotal stories that we share. And then we just tell people, you, know, you can come and try it. There is research on it for Crohn's. There is research on it for atherosclerosis. There's research on it for um, anti-tumor issues. So, I mean, we have lots of research posted on our website.
0: Interesting. So talk a little bit more, I guess, about your daughter. Um, So she, uh, she started doing better almost immediately, it sounds like. And then what was the progression? So you kept doing this, this milk. Right. And then, so what was the progression, you know, the day after and weeks and months and and she was on this?
1: Well, for our daughter, she was already, we had gotten her back, we would always say about 95%. So the donkey milk kind of just took us to back to baseline and pretty much immediately. Um, So we continued and stayed on the donkey milk. And now we do it all the time. It's just become a part of our diet. It's become a part of our life. Um, Some kids, they seem to only need it for a little while. And then it seems to help balance whatever they needed balance, perhaps their gut was out of whack and it helped equal equilibrium Get their gut where it needed to be. Um, for others, they seem to need it for a longer period of time. We had um, one boy who was having twenty to thirty seizures a day. There's an interview with his mom on our website on one of the news channels, and he was on our milk probably about a year, and he got down to where he had zero seizures, and they were seizures from an autoimmune issue. And then he was able to get off the milk and. He's doing great. So, those are amazing success stories, but I can't. It's every child is different and every adult is different. It's not like I can say you need to take it for a week or a month. I mean, this lady, I said, please send me the information from Iran where they're doing research on this. Because in the United States, we don't have researchers that are willing to fund, there's no money to research something natural like this.
0: And there's no money
1: in helping donkeys.
0: Right. So, so what is it, do you think specifically about donkeys in the milk? That's, that's different from, you know, say cow's milk or goat milk or, you know, other animals. What, what is it in particular about the donkeys?
1: Well, for one thing, I mean, cow milk, especially the way cow milk is processed and done in the United States, it's typically very inflammatory. Cows have multiple stomachs. We have one stomach. So donkeys, have one stomach and you know, all the research shows that other than that donkey milk has a very, very low fat content. It's the closest to any milk to human breast milk. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately our breast milk is only as healthy as we are. So I always tell people donkey milk is not a magic bullet. And we try to educate people on, you know, the whole picture and how to get our kids healthy. We usually don't have, like for us, I believe strep was just the straw that broke the camel's back. She had been exposed to multiple tick bites. I mean, you can look into weaponized Lyme, you can look into what happens with Lyme disease. Um, so there were multiple things that I think they stack up in our kids and their immune systems. And then there will be one thing that's a trigger, whether it's strep or something else they're exposed to. So, I mean, we have our Heehaw for Health nonprofit where that helps us give donkey milk to kids that can't afford it. It's very expensive. They don't make very much milk at all. Um, and we have mammoth donkeys, which are critically endangered and it costs a lot to feed them. So we have our soap and skincare, which the sales from that actually help fund us to be able to give one jar of milk free to every kid that comes to the farm that is sick. Um, but beyond that, if they can't afford it, they can apply for help through our nonprofit. And then we, as part of that whole education, we have our Hee for Health, which the next one will be this fall. And at that event, we have doctors that we say, this is their day to give back to the community. Most of most families, by the time they get diagnosed and treated, they've spent at least hundred thousand dollars just getting their kid properly diagnosed. So by the time they get to, Oh, all these things that the doctors or whoever threw at my kid did not work they're finally desperate enough to try donkey milk and they're broke. (laughs) And most of the time, one of the parents has had to quit their job, stay home with their kid. And it's really devastating financially on families as well. So the nonprofit has been able to help us to do these events and get more information out to these families. So, um, along with that, we are passionate about health for our children and eliminating toxins. So I have we, we fought 5G and I went to the city councils last year before COVID and we tried to get 5G stopped in front of schools, in front of houses, which unfortunately was unsuccessful. Um, we're also fighting humaner, which a lot of people are unaware of and they're buying grass-fed beef. Unless you know your farmer and you're talking to your farmer, that grass could have been been fed with humaner, which is not just human poop, but also everything flushed from every factory in Edmond and Oklahoma City. And then that's all put on the farms and they're raising cattle on it. So we are what we eat. And these toxins, the BPAs, the heavy metals, all of this is being taken up through the grass and then ingested by the cattle and then put on your plate. Right,
0: Right, right. And so what kind of donkeys did you say you have?
1: We have American mammoth donkeys American and mammoth. yeah, they're about the size of a horse, 14 or 15 in hands. So they're very large, um, but they still don't give a whole lot of milk. So cows give gallons of milk and donkeys just give a few ounces, but thankfully most of the people that drink the milk don't need a large quantity of it. You don't drink it like cow milk. And in fact, you know, most people cannot drink a huge quantity or they can have a Hertz timer and it can make them kind of go backwards. So we have to tell people start really, really slow and work up and work on, you know, opening your detox pathways so that you don't have a Hertz reaction.
0: So I guess back to the, the benefits a little bit, you you talked a little bit about the anti-inflammatory effect that it has. Um, And then.
1: It's immune modulating. You know, that's one of the things we've talked about. You need to modulate your immune system. You don't necessarily want to suppress your immune system because then you're going to get sick, but you need to modulate your immune system. So um, it has lysozyme, immunoglobulins, um, really high vitamin C, mm. you know, there, I can't say people will say, what is it about donkey milk? That's the great thing. If there was one thing about donkey milk, they would have already put it in a pill. Right. <laughs> I believe it's all the things in donkey milk that God put in the donkey milk that makes it special and makes it work. So, you know, it's got antimicrobial, antibacterial, but it's also full of probiotics. So mm-hmm. one thing I like to do is also make mine into kefir. So then you make it even more probiotics.
0: Um, so does it have, you know, we're talking about kids, but does it have similar benefits in adults as well?
1: Oh, we have adults definitely that come of okay. get the milk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for a while, we didn't have enough milk for, and I would give priority to kids, but now we have enough that we have adults. We have adults that come and get it who have arthritis, um, Crohn's, um, multiple other autoimmune diseases that have come and gotten the milk and continue to come get the milk.
0: So is that something, if you're treating, you know, something like Crohn's, is that something they're going to have to stay on or can they, they drink a little bit of it and it, heals the gut and then they can maybe get off of it at a later time sure it's different Um, for everybody but
1: yeah that would be different for everyone and i also think it has to do with you know if you can remove the toxic exposure Mm -hmm. if you can remove whatever is triggering it in the first place then i believe you'll be able to stop at some point with treating it but if we're continually exposed to you know, all of these toxins that are out in our environment, then we're going to continually have to <laughs> detox from those things and address and, and build back.
0: Yeah. So it's just another tool in the toolbox to help heal the gut right. as well as doing all these other things, you know, for those, right. those type of diseases. So, right. um, so what does it taste like?
1: oh it's delicious it? yeah it's wonderful yeah it's very um light and sweet it doesn't leave that film in your mouth like cow milk because it's very 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 low fat um they actually use it in europe in fancy restaurants for desserts because it's so it kind of has a hazelnutty flavor to it mm-hmm. so we have we have people that are like oh that's going to be disgusting it's delicious and um, kids love it um it's been a a good thing for a lot of kids one once we freeze it then sometimes the texture changes because you know when you freeze milk the fats go to the bottom the cream and so it doesn't necessarily have the same smooth texture but but it's still you know beneficial not all
0: okay so uh you're you're not using this or most people aren't using this like a traditional milk where they're pouring it in their cereal or anything like that correct they're just drinking it a little bit at a time
1: yeah. What we've heard from people is, and what we've seen as well is it's better to have it on an empty stomach and keep it apart from other foods. So if people are on other medications, especially like an antibiotic or something like that, I always say, please try to keep that separate from the milk so that you're not just killing all of the good probiotics in the milk. And a lot of the kids that are also on antibiotics, because they do have, their gut is full of strep. They're, you know, they, they're on the antibiotics too. So I just say, you know, I would recommend not as a doctor, but to keep it separate from any other drugs or things that you have to be on. Interesting.
0: Okay. When, when people get this, how how big are the bottles that you sell?
1: So we have it in a pint glass jar, like a ball canning jar. And um, it doesn't have quite a pint in it because it'll break the glass they come out and they get it sometimes they get just a few jars at a time and other times they get you know it's frozen so they can just put it in their deep freeze and thaw it out as they need it or they can order the freeze dried milk on our website donkey milk for Health, and then they can just mix up the amount that they need each day
0: so i'm curious does does your whole family i mean do you all drink it daily fairly regularly
1: we didn't, uh, because we had a shortage and we wanted all the kids to have it. So our daughters would drink it, but my husband and I rarely got it. Um, recently with everything going on, we're all drinking it as much as we can to try to keep ourselves as healthy as, as we can and keep our immune systems as healthy as possible. Hmm. So,
0: okay. Well, very cool. Uh, so you also, you talked about you, um, host some health events, uh, mm-hmm. there at, at the donkey farm. So tell us uh, about that.
1: Right, so it's hee haw for health, and we had our first one um, prior to COVID, and we had multiple doctors, a homeopath, and um, homeopathy is also very helpful for a lot of kids. Um, functional nutritionist came from um, Texas. We had a researcher come from Portugal that talked about the milk and the research they've been doing on it there. And we've had a gut microbiologist and MDs and neuro chiropractors, just the things that help a lot of times are not covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately that's the way our society seems to be set up. So we wanted to have something where these kids and these families could come and be outside in a healthy environment uh, non-stressful for the kids. It's not a doctor's office and they can talk and chat with these doctors and different practitioners and they would speak and it's all free. It's all free for these families with autoimmune children, not just pandas disease, but you know, any autoimmune disease.
0: Okay. Um, and you also mentioned something about that. You'd make some uh, like donkey soap and moisturizer right. and different products like that. So uh, talk a little yeah. bit about that, if you will.
1: So one of the things we also discovered was, um, in eliminating toxins, we absorb so many toxins through our skin. And when my daughter first got sick, literally overnight, she started washing her hands so much that they were chapped and almost bleeding within 24 hours. And so, and that was, you know, liquid soap, the whole bottle would be gone within a few hours. And so I started making our own soap and making it out of donkey milk. I discovered that in Europe, donkey milk is very, very well known for skincare. And it's also well known for a lot of its health benefits. Um, So I started making soap and making some different skincare products. Um, I make a natural deodorant that because a lot of times also kids with pandas will have and they can be very, very young, but they'll have BO and it has, um, I think it has to do with their bodies not detoxing well. And so we made a natural deodorant that actually works and it has magnesium in it and arrowroot, and some other things to pull out toxins, but you still sweat. You need to sweat. You need to detox your body. You don't need to stink while you sweat, but blocking sweat, you know, blocking all of that and letting it go back into your lymph nodes is not a good plan. And so we, we did that, we've done um, healthy fly products for our donkeys because what goes on our donkeys also goes into their skin and into their milk. So it's just been a whole process of you know, eliminate toxins as much as we can and right. try to help others do the thing.
0: Right, so how much land do you have
1: there? We have 38 acres. Okay. So we actually, and then we have a neighbor that let, lets us lease, um, more land for our donkeys.
0: Okay. And how many donkeys do you have?
1: We have 32.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and so is this a, a daily thing, I guess, where you have to go and milk them every day?
1: Uh, we give them Saturdays and Sundays off. Okay. So <laughs> donkeys are very different than cows. Um, with cows, they can take the baby away the minute it's born and then they get all of the milk. And with donkeys, we share the milk with a baby. So it's, it's a much more difficult in that, like we've had some instances where a baby's been born and or miscarried or a baby is born and dies for multiple, has complications. And when that happens, the donkey will dry up. So you have a year gestation. And then if the baby, if something goes wrong with the baby or the mother, you don't get any milk. And if everything does go right, then we still share the milk with the baby every day. We don't just take it all. Um, it's a give and take, and there's that relationship there. And then the milk is really best for drinking only for a few months. And then after that point, we, if the mother's still giving milk and the baby's still doing well, then we'll take the milk and just use it for our soap and skincare products. So, it's a little more complex. I mean, with cows, they can milk them for a year or two and they take all the milk and the baby doesn't get any with donkeys. It's totally different. And the first few weeks, a couple of months, we don't get any of the milk. The baby gets all of it. So, you know, it depends on the baby, how long we leave the baby with the mother that entire time for the first few and make sure the baby's healthy. So Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, so you talked to us about your daughter, but, uh, can you tell us any other like major, I guess, uh, transformations that just stick in your mind, you know, uh, as it pertains to the donkey milk that that you want to share?
1: Um, well, we, I can share stories. I can tell you that we have a lot of kids with autism that come for the milk. Um, We had one mom that told us that after he was on the milk, he was able to identify colors and emotions for the first time, which was amazing. Um, You know, neuroinflammation, the gut and the brain are very connected. The stories we've heard about people who've had chronic diarrhea, chronic gut issues, and how the milk has helped with that are pretty incredible as well. Um, And there's a lot of research to back up those things unfortunately a lot of the research is in Italy and in other parts of the world. So I have as much research on my website as I can, but you know, it's not all in English. Um, we did have, we've had researchers interested in and researchers that have come to the farm. Um, but there's not a lot of money to research donkey milk and Mm -hmm. there's not, you know, our farm is literally here because God has continued to sustain it and we We always joke that (laughs) the farm has never made money and it hasn't, but we're still here and it's still something we're able to do to help others. And we're hopeful that we'll be able to continue to do that. So um, we have doctors that are recommending the milk now, and that's amazing because these doctors, they're not doing it because they're getting it cut there isn't a cut to be given, but they see it helping kids. Um, You know, the Southern California Allergy Institute using the milk. That's a a great thing. Um, We have other psychiatrists that are now ordering the milk and stocking it at their office to be able to give it to their patients. So, you know, it's really results-based. If we don't have the research to back it up, you have to look at all the anecdotal stories. And some people have sent in their testimonies and and those are on the website as well mm-hmm. um, so that's that's always it really keeps us going to hear the stories of how it's helping people
0: yeah okay yeah. well so for people to get a hold of you um, mm-hmm. and to find out more they can go go to Dolce du donkey day donkey.com when I say day de, de so uh, Dolce mm-hmm. day is that correct?
1: Yes, and they can also just look up the Oklahoma Donkey Dairy, okay. and our website will come up. Most people can spell Oklahoma Donkey Dairy, um, and then you can also look up DonkeyMilkForHealth.com, which is our um, our website for our free stride milk, um, and okay. they both link up to each other. So if you can find one, you can find the other.
0: Okay. All right. Very interesting. So as we wrap up, um, I always ask my guests if they could give us one health tip that could make us make us healthier today, uh, what would you say to that? It can be anything.
1: That's it can, a tough one.
0: It can be drink more donkey milk. But
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, definitely come and try some donkey milk. Um, I would say really work on eliminating toxins and your gut health is key. And don't introduce a toxin into your body that could be the last straw that will trigger your immune system into an auto autoimmune disease yeah. that is lifelong. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's good advice. Uh, we live, as you very well know, we live in a very toxic world. Uh, the food we eat is toxic. The environment we live in, I mean, it's almost overwhelming, you know, all right. these, all these, uh, you know, the toxins that we're exposed to. So,
1: yeah. Um, and I would, I would also say, I think that we have, and this is not to bash you, we have elevated anyone in a white coat to a standard of anything they say goes. Listen to your doctor, yes, but pray for guidance and do your own research. So if your doctor is telling you something, and I'm telling you this from the standpoint of going to so many doctors and doctors that did not have any idea what was wrong with my daughter... And some that just said they did have an idea what was wrong with our daughter and had no clue. So don't take no for an answer. Don't sit by and be a passive participant in your own health. If you're not getting answers from your physician, then find someone like you, Dr. Dennis, that is treating and is active, proactive in how to help people before they get to a point of no return. And I think that's key right now. We all need to be asking our doctors questions, finding out where they stand on things, And if they don't stand in a place that we are comfortable with, we've got to find another doctor. So I'm, I'm sending lots of people to you already. And I really appreciate the work you're doing.
0: Well, I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, and I, 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 couldn't agree more. No, you're, you know, people have heard me say a lot on this podcast that, um, I'm not a big fan of you know, the standard of care or traditional healthcare anymore. And that's a big reason why I do this podcast is just, you know, to get my message out and, and educate people. So um, yeah, well, we really appreciate your time and education on this uh, interesting topic. Uh, I, I knew thank nothing you. about donkey milk, so it's very, very interesting. So uh, yeah. 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 Look, look her up, go to the website and um, Sandra, we, we appreciate it and uh, appreciate you guys listening and we'll talk to you next time.
1: All right. Thank you again.
0: Thank you for listening to FitRx. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at drgreg at